0: today on Laura Lynn and Friends.
1: Okay, so we can't talk about Jesus and about Christmas time, the birth of Jesus, but yet we can talk about sex acts? Like, let's get our morals
0: straight here. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of the last days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler-Thompson and I'm very proud to say that I've been fighting something horrific going on in our country for a very long time and I am joined today with an incredible woman who has, um, who has seized this charge of protecting children. She along with Pierre Barnes are amazing people in Canada. And if you're worried about what your kids are seeing in school, um, some of the content today might not be really appropriate for their eyes and I've, I'm guessing little kids don't really wanna watch me anyways, but you know, some good young people do. And uh, it'll be great for teenagers and whatnot, I think, but just, you know, little kids, um, just in case we see anything we don't want to see. But we're really trying not to show it. I think you get the gist. I don't need to show you too much for you to go, wow, these people are sick. And we're done. We're done with it. So we have a great lady that fights this. And uh, before we get to it, I, I always love to start my day here with you. Uh, by reading from my dad's Bible, and I opened it up today to Psalms uh, 37, uh, 23, and it says, The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So, is that possible that God actually delights in our way? Or is what that saying the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way? Does that mean that, okay, let's read the next verse. Does does that mean though he falls, he shall be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. He shall not be utterly cast down. So this person will be okay. You see it delights in his way. Does that mean that That God delights in his way or that the man delights in God's way. I mean, we all know that God loves when we delight in his way. But I think about this verse, and I think it's in Proverbs 18, verse 35. And it talks about how the Lord delights in our way before him when we walk right. You know what I mean? Like, are we truly the apple of his eye? as the word says, are, does he delight in us? Does he just love being near those who put him first in their life? Does he love when we are fighting for righteousness? And does he delight in those who do what is right on, on the earth? I mean, there's many verses like that about how God absolutely loves it when you are doing what is righteous. So we have got this sick thing happening on the planet where people are not doing what is right. They are absolutely doing the worst thing. They're doing the kind of thing that harms children. And God's idea about that is that it would be better if they tied um, a noose around their neck and on the other side of that put a really heavy brick, like, like just tie a huge weight, a rock, to your neck, and throw yourself into the ocean, and let yourself die. That would be better for you than what's coming, than God's judgment on you for harming children. And we have an entire society that thinks it's perfectly fine to show little kids inappropriate pictures. While I think they're sick, I think we have an era of perverts and we need to deal with it. And so when I began fighting this back in about, I don't know, 2016, you know, when, when it became a thing that people were this crazy talking about all this gender nonsense and uh, pushing sex, sexualizing children into the schools, uh, that, that was a very bad day for us to all figure out that something is so wrong that we never even thought we'd have to deal with in our lifetime. But apparently we do and there's no way around it. So some very good folks have decided that they are gonna take this on. And uh, I have an incredible guest today and her name is Ronnie Herman. And she works very closely with a friend of this show, Pierre Barnes, and they have been outlining and outing what is going on in the school. So Ronnie, welcome to the show. I sure do appreciate that you're taking time to be with us today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And you're a firecracker just like me in calling this out, wanting to end it and protect children, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about.
0: It really is about that. And I just thank you. Um, I know that uh, we've seen each other at protests and and, uh, we've run into each other. So I'm thankful that you're standing up for every uh, mama bear, every person in Canada that that says they're gonna put themselves out and especially for this upcoming March that we have, September 20th in all the cities, uh, we get an opportunity to literally rise up, put our feet on the ground, show our face, show the numbers of people that are upset about this. So Ronnie, tell me a little bit about your story and then we're gonna get into some incredible information and I think this is gonna help parents to know what to look for and what to do. So how did you begin seeing and standing against all of this?
1: Well, I was actually an employee of the Vancouver School Board. And in 2021, I resigned under duress because I chose not to teach the stuff that they want us to teach. They want us to teach the white supremacy, which is the critical race theory. Um, The psychological harm that was happening with this fear of, you know, fear of dying. Don't touch your friends. Don't, you know, keep distance from people. This really fear pushed hard within the school. was causing a lot of trauma in the kids. And um, I could see why parents at that time were being blocked out of schools. At that time parents were not allowed to come into the school. They were not welcomed into the classroom. There was no teacher parent meetings in sharing what your child is learning in school because they labeled it as um, the virus is gonna get in. And so I could really see how they were already separating families. And, you know, even as far as standing at the door with your child outside, people were saying, no, you have to stand at the bottom of the hill. Cause we had a bit of a slope. Like well, what's the harm you're outside. And I'm in a kindergarten classroom that year, right? They got a lot of anxious. Maybe it's their first time being in school, being separate from families. And they were already separating them. You can't come into the school. You can't do this. Meanwhile, what was in school, if they could have seen, I, I swear that alarm bells would have been going for families. Because we had hallways taped off, you know, like a highway going this direction with arrows. We had numbers on walls. Uh, we had posters up, um, you know, that the kids had to be divided in, in separation outside with, um, you know, divisions. These divisions can be in the front yard, these divisions can be in the backyard. And to separate the school, they had orange pylons. Well, they were going as far as separating siblings from not being together outside by saying, No, you're in division so and so, and so you can't hang out with your sister or brother, or hey, my best buddy is in that grade. And you could already see it was like a prison sentence, right? All these orange pylons and invisible wall, right? This is the COVID visible wall. And you see these kids talking, oh, I wish I really could come over and play with you. And I could already see that. And in schools, you know, with the fear ramping up and all these other things kids were losing it. They were throwing things. There were tables being thrown. They were screaming. We have, um, a certain, um, words that we say within the school, when we need extra help to contain an environment, meaning, um, room clear, kind of like a prison room, clear, you know, everybody leave and we have to contain the setting. And we're talking about five, six, seven, eight year olds, right? We're not talking about teens in high school. So all of these things, and then, um, with the pandemic, that was there. Um, That also raised bells where I had calls from my teacher, my principal actually telling me that I was not allowed to share inside information as to our room being sprayed down with a big five gallon bucket because supposedly we had two COVID positive cases. Um, There was a lot of secrecy as well. And when I started saying, well, what about this and what about that? And why can't we have this and why can't we have that? And I think the one that really struck a chord for me was, and I was telling you is all educators, and that would have been secretaries as well in BC are mandated to sit through critical race theory. And that year for me, it was four hours. So two hours of white supremacy and the other two hours were indigenous. Now it's mandated that six hours, all school staff have to sit through. So now it's Asian, indigenous and white supremacy and we can see how that's unrolling in our society because it's creating separate divisions, violence is raising up and you have to look at, well, that's stemming from the classroom, right? The environment is what molds the children and that's why they react and behave in certain ways. And so they try to say, well, that's home life doing that. Well, no, that's not true because kids stay the majority of our time with us. Parents get home from work, they might have two hours with their parents and they're off to bed.
0: Wow. Uh, so very concerning. And you, you sort of had this inside look at all of it. And I guess at some point you made the decision, this is really stressful. This isn't what you want to see. Um, teaching all the kids that white people are white supremacists. Like, what do they think is going to happen? They're going to grow up and hate each other. Well, and it's I not mean, we, true.
1: Right. Because we're always telling, hey, we live in Canada. It's a multicultural place. yet now we're getting people to divide themselves amongst their skin color and now under equity you know diversity equity inclusion now we're grading students based on their skin color because we can't have anybody not um winning the blue ribbon like sports day and so that's concerning as well That you know that you don't have to have children really work as hard for their grades because it's going to be based on their skin color not on how well they do academically
0: right these are like these uh, participation trophies now kids don't have to excel you know just show up and you're great right like we're we're taking away the desire for excellence and um you know like really excelling in, in you know in your skills uh so that's that's uh one aspect then and that really you know you were able to see through all that and did you, before you quit, like, like you quit under duress, I think is, is that the word you used? Um, I didn't
1: quit because, you know, I didn't like my job. I quit mm-hmm. because I was not going to get paid to teach children to be little socialist Marxist warriors because oh, in our school, which is very important that parents hear is that in school during those couple years, there was no singing at all because they say that singing spreads the COVID droplets. Well, our principal gave us a song Black Lives Matter by Rafi, and she wanted us to sing it in all the class. I said, I'm not doing that, because if I can't sing a five-year-old happy birthday and celebrate his friends, I'm not going to sing a Marxist song. So call human resources, do whatever you need, but I'm not doing it. And so I put my foot down. They left me alone. um, And I'm I'm, I'm not doing that to five-year-olds.
0: No. It's it's not
1: okay. Good for you.
0: So was it after you kind of... um... Now, because what you're dealing with a lot now is some of this perversion that's in the schools. I mean, the books have become literally uh, pornographic, and the teaching of this uh, transgenderism, what what were you thinking about that before you quit?
1: Well, I mean, the gender pronouns were already out before they were on mainstream. In 2020 and 2021, we got orders from higher ups which is the uh, Vic- Victoria legislation where all school files are kept that now in report card writing any school-based team meetings any referral services we had to have the child's name uh, or it or they we could no longer say he or she and all of us are sitting in the room going what's going on here and this was the slow rollout of teaching teachers how to bring in the gender pronouns into the school in part of the curriculum and part of the identity of the child. And that's under the SOGI policy, which is in all schools. Uh, Many people think that SOGI just came out during this pandemic time and actually didn't. The first report that came out in United Nations was December 15th, 2011. So that tells you how far back this goes.
0: Yes. And that, that is, you're bringing up exactly what we all need to understand is that the United Nations is pushing the sexualization of children. They're pushing this sex ed and, and quite, um, you know, it, it's very, it's out there. Like it's, it's embarrassing actually look at this stuff. And when the United Nations talks about it, they feel that now you correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the children are basically entitled to their sexuality and to explore that and, that and that adults basically are there and teachers are there to ensure that there's all kinds of ways basically for them to do that.
1: 100%. So under, um, along with the United Nations, we know that our Canadian human rights has been adjusted to accommodate the United Nations policy under sexual orientation and gender identity. They did make that. And I think they actually said that they needed to have this amongst birth to three-year-olds to be part of sex therapy play. And I'm like, what, what? So now I'm hearing things that are coming out that parents need to be aware of of. Yes, there are. And, and this is really quite shocking and disgusting. There are masturbation rooms that are popping up in schools now. Um, and you have to wonder why is that happening? who's watching them, which shouldn't be happening. And again, this is stemming from the pornographic books in our school, teaching children who shouldn't be taught sex ed at five, right? About sexual pleasure. Um, Some of the slides from, and I'm going to say her name, Salima Noon, who goes into schools to teach sex ed that I had to sit through for every year. So the other, the other thing that happened is the year that I left, she always told kids during sex ed, and I was in a school of K to three. She always told kids that no adult can touch you, whether it be your mom or your dad, with permission, your doctor. Now she changed the tune of, people can touch you with your consent. Children can't consent to someone sexually touching you. This is another bribery, it's another tactic, it's another way of opening up the door, like you said, to this perversion um, to allow minors to prey upon children and saying that this is all okay
0: it's very alarming um so you can see that the stages are just progressing you know i'm really sickened by it and we're going to go into a website that yourself pierre barnes and others have uh really brought together so that it can educate parents uh so they're aware and they can know maybe what to do but i just can't help wondering what kind of people are allowing this now ronnie are you are you aware of the criminal code of canada which blatantly right it puts out what is allowed to be shown to children right
1: yes i actually we rallied outside (laughs) of the human rights office which is at canada place just a few weeks ago of the commissioner's office who allows all this perversion in our schools So basically says two parents at school board meetings you can't talk about this because this falls under human rights right we have to keep this all nice we have to protect the small minority people but who really cares about the rest of you right we have to protect this small and we know that they're protected under the united nations we know that under the who under unesco they're protected under all of that
0: you, so, are you talking about or, the lgbtq
1: I'm talking about the LGBTQ. I'm talking about human rights. I'm talking about parents who are being gaslit at school or meetings who are trying to stand up and say, I don't want this perversion in my school. I do not want this sexual flag hang in my classroom outside. I do not want, um, you know, the, the, the pronouns that are being changed in the classroom without my permission. They're, they're coming up and saying, I do not want these things. I have authority over my child. I want this stopped and they're being gaslit. They're being called homophobes, transphobes. And I think that's actually quite wrong because when you're speaking up for your children, that's in protection. That's not a phobia thing. And they're just trying to shut them down and put them in this little box that if you don't conform to what we want, this perversion, this deviant behavior, the sexual things that is against the law. And so what I was coming back to is when we rallied outside the human rights commissioner office, just recently, I was with a police officer there who got called. And I said to him this, can I meet with you, the Vancouver police? Can I meet with you in your office? Can I meet with you on the phone to see how we can work together, parents, uniting with police on how we can protect our children? His answer was, I'm sorry, I can't help you You have to talk to media. I've talked to media, they hang up their phone. So this shows me, this is what I said to him. These porn books that we're talking about in our school, if I were to read them in school, I'm covered under diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm not breaking the law because of the human rights law and the United Nations policy. But if I were to go do it in a, say, playground somewhere else where there's kids, I'm pretty sure I'd be arrested and I said to the police officer, so if I just go take these books and I go down here and I read to kids, That's against the law. But if I read it in school, you know what his answer was? It's because of SOGI. And I went, ah, okay. So now you're telling me there's a two-tier system. If I belong to the LGBTQ community, I don't have to follow the law. If I'm separate from them, I'm breaking the law under 163.1, under 170, distribution of pornography. I'm already breaking the law. And I tell these police they're breaking the law. And your job is to protect minors. That's why we pay you. And you're not doing your job.
0: 100%. That is is so true, this two-tier. Now, this um, Criminal Code 170, um, like, this is a federal issue. And this is why uh, my good friend, Maxime Bernier, was basically saying, this is how the federal government can be very involved in this perversion that's going into the schools. Of course, nobody from any party federally seems to want to accept any responsibility in this. Everybody's saying, oh no, that's a you know that's an education issue that's provincial. The provincial people are putting it off on them. You finally get down to a police officer when you when you want to say this there's a criminal code here that you can follow. oh no, that's Soji it's you know it's protected under soji. Everybody's just taking like a, it's like a hot potato right? Throwing the hot potato. Everyone just chucking the hot potato to the next person and not, nobody's willing to stand. And what's shocking to me is that in days of old, if you were uh, bringing down perverts and exposing them and uh, bringing safety to children in, in any area, especially with respect to their sexuality, you would be a hero, and we've, we've got nothing but cowards. We have nothing but cowards in this country. I personally loved it. And I don't know if you saw this clip where Maxime Bernier held up one of the perverted books to the CBC cameraman who was asking him about banning books. And he says, well, what books are you talking about? Are you talking about like books like this? Okay, on that page, you've got two gay guys naked, right? Having sex. You're showing this to little kids. Uh, there's a lot more in that book. You've got tons of, you know, visuals of penises all over the place. I mean, so so this is all okay. Sex acts
1: being yeah, drawn made, out
0: in front of kids.
1: Maxine Bernay. So the the Arc Foundation, uh, which is a non charity organization, which is actually funded nationally and federally. They're the ones that have created the Soji curriculum the tools resources so people need to know that soji is not a curriculum it's a school policy and any school that is getting funding will have to have the soji policy in place which is a sexual orientation gender identity and so the art foundation is funded by a third party which is our taxes to bring this into the school so yeah it does make it really hard to um to to stop this and to get them because The schools are liable that if they don't have the SOGI that they can be charged for discrimination and there have been some cases where kids have been bullied because they were gay or bisexual so schools are liable to have this because they're just trying to cover their own behind so they're not sued so again this is the liability covering up but it's also a bigger agenda as we look at teachers unions the bctf um all these other outside organizations that are filtering in to make sure this agenda is rolling out and there's no stopping this machine.
0: And that, and that's fantastic because we really need to get there. Um, So if you could help us, uh, you know, sort of um, show some, you know, some things that parents can be aware of and also what they can do. And I will say that uh, my good friend Tanya Gaw with Action for Canada has also, uh, you know, recently, they just did an article in the um, the Canadian press today regarding some things that Action for Canada people went. They, they went to school board meetings. They brought forward information. It even got disruptive at some points. But this kind of lashback is necessary. And I've loved this about Pierre Barnes, uh, who you really work closely with, that Um, he has been willing to put himself in the line of fire, like literally bringing up what's in these books, going to the school board meeting, standing strong. And this is something parents have to do. Instead of being just at home on a night when a school board meeting is happening, get your name into the roster so that you can present and go after maybe, hey, one, two, three, four, five of these books that that you outline um, on the website that you have here.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, there are some forms that people can take to actually put your school on notice, right? That there has to be parent transparency because we know with this, they're trying to push that parents don't need to know because um, it's to keep children safe because home is not safe. And so they're creating this division and I'm telling parents don't allow that. And who's actually pushing that is Health Canada. Health Canada is giving schools a thick manual that brings this in, that gives the language to teachers so you don't have to tell parents. So the graphic school books that are in, um, they're in almost every single school that gets funding. Uh, some parents are noticing that they're in the private schools and uh, Catholic and other schools that they're coming up with. Um, we were asking what are the protocols around what is decided on what is proper literature and what is not. And there doesn't seem to really be, because as a teacher, I could come into my classroom and bring whatever I want. You know, there's not, I don't have to follow this format or follow this policy. It's at my discretion.
0: So so, so, so Ronnie, let, let like, let's think this through. If we have a pedophile teacher and we've had them, we had a guy in Burnaby South who was sex texting grade fives and they did not deal with it until on this show we literally said that he got away with it and we we put out like information on my show and oh what do you know they press charges because everybody hides he got moved to a different school so he's sexting little kids and and so we can have I mean clearly we've all known teachers that um you know are not good people so a teacher doesn't seem to have to follow any guidelines not even the criminal code of Canada and they can bring in these these disgusting books to any class now that that right there that should not be allowed there should be protections in place well yeah but there also
1: should be an outline of what is allowed and what's not allowed right if we didn't go as far as at Christmas time, we could not talk about Jesus, right? Because we might um, offend someone who doesn't pray to Jesus. But I'm like, okay, so we can't talk about Jesus and about Christmas time, the birth of Jesus, but yet we can talk about sex acts? Like, let's get our morals straight
0: here. Wow. It, it, it this is where we're at. And this is why, you know, Canada has lost its way. And a, a large part, uh, you know, of our Christian communities have not been willing to truly raise up a stink and stand in the gap. And I, I just thank God for people like yourself and Pierre that have put themselves uh, you know, in the firing line and been willing to speak and stand up and put together an incredible um, uh, you know, website as you have, which is, I'll just let everyone know, it, it's exposing exposingsoji123.com. So hopefully we do have that up probably underneath her name or something. If we, yeah, okay, excellent. Exposing Exposingsoji123.com. And if we put these books back up, so these are some of the exact books that the beautiful women of Winkler, Manitoba, when I was there, were highlighting. You're right, especially this one here. And I don't know, can you see my, uh, yeah, oh, you can see my thing moving there. Um, so why boys um, aren't, blue. Oh, yeah. All boys. All boys aren't All blue. Boys. Okay. Right. So in this book in particular, um, they took the time to explain to me some of the graphic rape, uh, rape discussion and rape, uh, circumstance, you know, that he was involved in that happened to him. I mean, it's absolutely disturbing, but the way it's described, um, it's just, It just shouldn't be. I mean, there's no possible reason for that to be good for a kid to be reading this.
1: I agree. I mean, this book is gay. It tells kids in there to download a sex app, Grindr, and hook up. Um, There was another book that's not listed there called Identical. It was about a dad who's raping his daughter. These are books that are in young children's hands that parents need to question. And this is where, you know... People can go on to the site, look at the books under, uh, under our tab for books and book location. You can tap on the book. You can flip through the pages to see what is the content that children are exposed to. And then once, once you go through that, you can look under book locations. You can see if your school has any of these books. And if it does, I strongly suggest to parents, you print those out. You have a, a professional, respectful conversation with your principal or teacher. And ask that these books be removed from the classroom, removed from the library, because there's no business in having that in a school, because it does not provide sexual health. This is not sexual health at all. This is straight up sex acts that is no place in any room for a minor. And, you know, we can see where this will follow up with children later on when we expose them to overexposure of explicit content. You know, it prematurely sexualizes children, incites uh, sexual explicit behavior, um, a social acceptance of high risk behavior, and the list goes on and on and on. And this is what is being done to kids when they're exposed to this. So, yeah, they say, "Well, it's just cartoons." No, it's not just cartoons. Right? It's way more than that.
0: So, tell me about this website and how you have uh, you've outlined these books that you feel you know that they're in most schools in Canada and basically you're able to, on this site, people can actually flip through the books, right?
1: Yes, so Pierre, give him credit, he's gone through all these books, chose the book selection, he's gone through with another tab on book locations for certain provinces in Canada, and he's made it so that parents can see within your school what books are in there, how many copies, um, and bring that to attention to your school. Um we did on um, there we go. So you can see a summary of what it's about, um, the red flags, and he's done all this amazing work in bring this attention to parents.
0: I mean, so this is a book, uh, parents, and this book contains sexually explicit excerpts and commentary. The book also contains obscene illustrations. And you know. F- it's so upsetting, you know, Ronnie, I just, I am so very, okay. So very quickly here. So what kid needs to see this? So we have lesbian women here. Um, All all of these Unfortunately,
1: they put this sexual stuff now into phys ed, right? It's called physical health, physical education and health. So now kids are getting way more hours. Of this inappropriate Sexualization that should meet not this is not even sexual health I just want to make that very clear on My uh, YouTube channel called RH media standing for children Pierre Barnes and I actually did a Canada-wide webinar Sorry, everyone. Him-
0: sorry. Okay. Sorry. I need to get out of this yeah, <laughs> <for> sure, <yeah. laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I just hit a lot of obscenity that I did not. So that's that was just in that was that, that was quick graphics from a book called Let's Talk About It. I'm sorry. I just really hurt my eyes and my brain like in 3 seconds flat. And I can't believe, Ronnie, that our beautiful, innocent, precious gifts from God, our children are going to be violated with this nonsense.
1: Yeah, and they don't have a voice in school to say anything, right? Kids are being bullied to say, you're homophobic, you're transphobic. What does it matter with you? Aren't you being respectful? Kids in class who speak out are also being uh, bullied, harassed. So they just, you know, shut up and go along with it.
0: So do you think we're making any headway? Like, what are we to do? The criminal code is there. What I just saw, this pornography you know, and, and all of this, um, like we all went to school. I went to school many years. I'm sure before you, you look so young. Um, and I look young for my age, but we went to school and we did not, you know, maybe we'd see like a bi- biology picture of something very remotely of, anatomy. <laughs> of, of human anatomy, right? Yeah. Of human of anatomy. Yeah, and a man's anatomy. That's what never, we never, never in school. Okay, were we like, oh yeah, this? I mean, we didn't need it, right? First of all, uh, I went to a private Christian school. We were not having sex. Uh, shocker, parents. Yeah, we were in grade twelve, and I didn't, you know, for for the most part, our whole school was not having sex. It was a private school, yes, but we were taught about you know appropriateness and everybody was trying to do the right thing. And uh you know I'm I'm certain there there was some you know folks uh doing some things. Um but on the whole we weren't pushing to kids in school uh sex sex acts. Yeah we're not
1: telling them to be promiscuous, right? right and now we're actually forcing it and we're celebrating it
0: right? celebrating and so now we miss- have to
1: think about there's going to be more pregnancies unwanted pregnancies right because mm-hmm. they're being they are acting out the things they see in schools in books and and they're being shown videos and movies as well um we're also going to see possibly the increase of stds now that children are being more uh risking sexual risking of of their behavior we're going to see that as well but we're not even looking at that. We're just kind of turning away and, and allowing this all to happen.
0: Yeah, we really are. Um, so this is a very difficult thing. I am just encouraging all parents. Now, we're not even really talking about the the gender stuff as much today, just sort of the blatant sexualization of children. But also this, this deal of teaching kids that they are gender fluid, And that their identity can be completely changed by just thinking that they want to be the opposite sex.
1: Yeah, no, it's insane, isn't it? You know, that they can just be fluid with their gender. One day I'm a man, one day I'm a woman, and now we got cats. One day I'm a cat now. (laughs) that, That also brings in bestiality into that picture. You know, we're also looking at also bringing in the um disassociation from my body as a human and so we got all these other things that we're bringing in that are making like mental illness acceptable we're gonna it's just so there's a lot of things that are going on in schools that are just not okay and parents really need to one don't just ask your child um how's your school day ask them more questions like what did you learn today what were your subjects if you can be involved in your school, maybe help out in the library, and special events, uh, parent council meetings, be really involved in your child's education because they are, teachers and principals are not having to tell you what's happening and they're told not to. So it's up to you to do your due diligence. It's up to you to educate your child on, hey, you know, we're gonna go back to stranger danger days, right? Hey, if a stranger comes to you, we have to go back to that, but in a school setting, And it's sad because we've always told our kids that it's safe in school. It's safe to be with your teacher. It's safe to be with, no, it's not anymore. So now you have to kind of reinforce that. If these people come into your school, if someone's telling you that you're born in the wrong body or uh, gender pro, whatever it is, you have, you have to enforce with your kids that this does not go along with your religious beliefs, your family values, and you have to put your foot down.
0: Right. And you mentioned, uh, this woman and she's in British Columbia, Selena moon is, am I saying her name correctly? Um, noon, noon. Yes. Noon. Uh, so what, what she does is she loves. So I have spoken to parents after their children were exposed to her and what she told them and how she just, without parental consent, Um, informed the kids about, you know, basically sex. And she put it in the context of, you know, what the parents were doing. Like, it was so violating. And the parents are in tears. They did not know, nor did they feel their child was ready to hear that kind of content. And our schools just keep booking this lady who, let me say in the kindest way i can she loves to talk about sex with kids now i don't know what kind of person that is but it's a very disturbing person to me and right. how she how she has presented it is just so graphic and like you said she's changing her even her uh, speech or or the way she's presenting it as in the consent issue coming up children and this are is a Right, five year old. When she
1: was teaching it and switched her tune, that's five year old. An adult can touch you with your consent. Five. That's disturbing. Very. And Unfortunately, no parents know what she just told them, and no five year old's going to go home and say, "Hey, mom." Yeah. Uh, Selena said that adults can touch me with. They, they just think it's okay. They think this is part of school. This lady yeah. came in and told us this stuff. They don't know
0: that. They it's don't they even normal. know how to. Uh, reiterate back to their parents what they just got taught. They don't even know how to say that. And they'd probably be embarrassed, quite frankly. And we're robbing the children of innocence. We have a disturbing thing happening. It's just beyond anything that, you know, years ago, I remember saying that they're just going to try to normalize pedophilia because you could see little things that were going on. But now with it so blatant, you're like, but secular culture teach, you know, school trustees that you think would blatantly just refuse these books and that they would stand up. Once they hear it out loud, you know, they, oh, la, 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 please stop reading that book in our, our school trustee uh, meeting because it's too obscene. But no, well, we're not removing it from the classroom because, you know, all groups need to be represented. and And it's like, are you... You freaks, like what is wrong with you? What is wrong? What is wrong with society? And I guess they're afraid of losing their jobs, but what is yeah. at the top of it? You know, like who, who is literally funding all of this? And of course you, you pointed out ARC, they are, Soros has been backing the transgender agenda um, heavily. Our own, BC government. Our, own right.
1: BC government, our tax dollars, Selena Noon, if people think that she's actually paid by your tax dollars, not. Uh, She's actually paid by parents fundraising for her to come into school. And this lady doesn't get paid a couple hundred bucks. We're talking a thousand, three hundred, thousand, four hundred to come in. So rather, parents who should be fundraising for, I don't know, sports activity, a fun event, you're funding this lady to come in and sexually pervert your child. I mean, I'm even hearing that the grades, I believe grade seven, she was telling them about, um, Sexual toys and lubrication. I mean, like, what? I would be mortified if my daughters came home in grade seven and said, hey, mom, so-and-so said we could get a dildo and lube does this. I would be disgusted. I'd be shocked. I would want this person fired. It's just no place to Exactly. Education.
0: And instead, it's being normalized. Instead, it's being uh, celebrated. And you have to think that the world's really lost their way, including parents, but it's going to have to be up to parents with common sense and morals to actually protect their own kids. And what do you think, Ronnie? There's a large movement of people that are simply removing their kids. Like, I don't know if the toothpaste isn't so far out of this tube that, that we, can't, we, we can't save this puppy. Like, you gotta just get your kids out.
1: 100%. So before I could think that, if we could remove the content that that would make schools safer. But I've been proving in many of my podcasts that these are paid activists. And I've showed the um, job description by school districts, which I have a few of them that are having these SOGI con- uh, coordinators in that. They have the GSA Gay and Straight Alliance clubs. We see that they have all these infiltrators coming in. And now I'm blatantly saying in my last podcast, that parents pull your children out of school. They are worth saving. They are being victimized. They are being preyed upon. They are filled with all of these things that um, is robbing them of their innocence, of their of their education. This is no longer education. It's like it's like education is become one big sex party. I, I, it's awful to say I'm actually embarrassed, you know, that I actually worked for education, because that's what it seems like. And so parents, you can, there there are many ways that you can homeschool. There are many, you don't have to do the typical school day, nine to three. There are so many beautiful ways that you can give your child a well-grounded, proper education without all of these inappropriate, explicit things that should not be around children. And you know that when your children are being educated, they're around safe, trusted adults. And the one thing, sorry, Laura, that I want to say is I'm telling parents now that in school, a teacher and a parent and a counselor, not all, some are not trusted adults and that you need to tell your child with an agreement, a trusted adult could be grandma, auntie, whoever, uncle, your neighbor, parents, uh, adults, you decided that are trusted adults that your child can go to if there's an issue because they shouldn't be going to school for any of these issues. And we know that during the school day, your child is being pulled out of the classroom
0: without your consent. Right. Um, I, like, I like that uh, you're, you're letting us know that we really have to be very direct with the kids. And also, um, you know, one thing that came to light, JT was just reminding me of um, someone who was on our show, that the GSAs, the Gay Sex, uh, Gay Straight Alliance Alliance. Groups, it is really Gay Sex Alliance, but anyways, uh, the Gay Straight Alliance Groups, um, these are, so this parent just wanted her child who was not gay at all, uh, didn't have any, you know, um, inklings that way, was not being, had not been propagandized into thinking they were gay. Um, So this child... Uh, went there, you know, and the mom thought, well, that's good being inclusive, you know, and being diverse and, and, and being with the kids, you know, so she goes there and exactly what you were talking about was the whole lube and sex toy uh, discussion. So her 11 year old who went to a extracurricular school activity because they thought it would be, you know, supportive of others had her mind, you know, opened you know, to some new weird stuff. And the, the parent who is, was not particularly a religious person at all, was just like in shock, horrified, and very upset that this had happened to, to her child. So I
1: I had a parent call me uh, last year who they're in uh, Delta BC school here, a high school, her, daughter was approached by school counselor because she dressed like a tomboy. She was pulled out of the classroom by the school counselor with no consent from families. And she said, Hey, I noticed you're dressing this way. Are you sexually confused? Could you be gay or bisexual? And she's just like, no, I like wearing, you know, no makeup. I like wearing my jean jacket. Uh, I'm, I'm just a tomboy. So, you know, we had this hashtag thing called save the tomboy. I mean, me, as a grown woman, I was a tomboy and I'd be, hor- it'd be horrific if someone said to me, you know, cut off your breast and, and you know, get a hysterectomy and all these things because, you know, I'm, I'm relating more to a boy thing. And so now we have this hashtag called Save the Tomboy because you are who you are and you will find out who you are later. Let's allow puberty and your own identity to naturally happen. No outside influence.
0: And I mean, it's so serious, isn't it? Like yesterday I saw on Twitter that there was this beautiful girl and she is just fully exposed because she's had her breasts removed and with the large scars, you know, that are going across her chest now. And you can tell she's a girl. She has a nice, like gorgeous little smile and she's showing her body because she's just so proud that she's had her breasts removed. And... These pictures are just everywhere now. But you didn't have cancer. That's the thing, (sighs) right? These are young women who have
1: healthy breasts. They didn't have to have it because they had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And this scar is enormous. That scar is going to be there for life as a constant reminder of what had happened. Yeah. You're not going to be breastfeeding. There's not going to be anything. Yeah.
0: And... So many of these people now changing their minds once they get into their 20s. And we're now seeing the lawsuits beginning, you know, as they say, what were you all thinking in letting me do this? I was a teenager. I, I was out of my mind with hormonal problems. And, you know, I, I'm just a kid and you didn't do anything. You didn't stop me. You didn't ask me to wait. You just... And this is what Bill C-4 has done. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on Bill C-4 and what that's done to our country. I don't think that people are willing to counsel people against it right now because you've got that looming over your head that you could lose your license, get charged $200,000, and face imprisonment for telling somebody not to transition. And our conservative government, liberal, NDP, and Greens did that to us.
1: Yes. No. And uh, if it becomes law
0: it is
1: law okay well this is what parents don't need to know that they need to know that if you are a parent in in canada i'm only going to speak for canada uh because of the infant minor act is different than the united states in canada a child does not need parental consent to do any of these operations or puberty blockers In, in the united states you need one parent to help make that decision so in Canada, parents need to know right now that if you are trying to stop your child from doing one of these operations, and you know that if you stop them and don't affirm it, you go to prison, well, some people are fleeing Canada. Under the law, as uh, as this Bill C-4, you can be extradited back to Canada, you will go to prison, and your child will have the operations.
0: It's absolutely unbelievable, and Ronnie, I just want to show you the moment that this was put into law by a conservative government announcing that they were basically getting rid of all of the stopgates. Go ahead, play the video. Uh, Mr. Speaker,
1: I'm asking for unanimous consent to adopt the following motion, that notwithstanding any standing order or usual practices of the House, Bill C-4, an act to amend the Criminal Code conversion therapy, be deemed to have been read a second time and referred to a Committee of the Whole, deemed considered in Committee of the Whole, deemed reported without amendment, deemed concurred in at the report stage, and deemed read a third time and passed.
0: With this being a hybrid sitting Not of the House for the sake no. of clarity, I will only ask those no, who are opposed coffee. to the request yep. to express their disagreement.
1: Accordingly, all anyone disagree? to the Honourable Member moving the anyone? motion... No, anyone? One person? He
0: was an One? Agreed. Let's pass it. So the Conservatives, the Liberals, the, motion, the NDP and, a and a the a Greens way. unanimously consent to Bill C-4, C4 the motion that anyone who wants to change their gender shall never be spoken to because that's called conversion therapy. This, they call this the conversion therapy ban. And conversion therapy in this day and age, it's not like, you know, in the past, I think they're trying to relate it to, you know, uh, electrolysis, uh, a lobotomy or whatever. I mean, that, that's been outlawed for, for decades. So basically, if you try to, if you try to tell someone that you should not, do this. That this is bad for you. That God made you in a man's body, and God doesn't make mistakes. And so let's you know work through this. What and talk to them. Hey, what's giving you these feelings? And and by the way, if you're a, a teenager, you're probably going to work through all of this, and and you'll be back to feeling normal and get over the gender dysphoria. Well, by late teens and early twenties, you're not you're not allowed to do that. Because that is that you... So they're allowed to convert your child into believing they can do this. They're allowed to use conversion of a sane mind that knows it's male and female into, you know, believing that you're gender fluid. You're allowed to do that. Oh, by all means, like hire, you know, Selena Noon to to tell you, you know, all you want to know about that. But, But if you want to tell a person who's confused what the truth is, then you face high consequences. And now psychologists, I mean, there any counselor is at an extreme risk of losing their position now.
1: 100% there was a mom in a very small town in BC. She doesn't want to mention the town. Um, Her child who's 12 was drawing sexual drawings on her bedroom floor. And they were labeled with transsexual, pansexual, all these different names. And she had a conversation with her daughter about you know what was going on over these drawings. So this is how sad the state has become. This mom could not stop her child who was possibly considering trans operation and she couldn't talk to the school because this town become all woke, meaning, well, you know the kids can just have whatever they want and we're not gonna stop them. So how she protected her daughter just recently is she sold her house so she could remove her daughter from that town to save her daughter.
0: How sad is that? Yeah, it really is sad. It really is. And um, it's a sad state of affairs that these small towns, I mean, I. Um, it's beyond me how we don't have common sense, how we're not able to see the deception and idiocy for what it is. It's beyond me. But apparently we're there. So I like what you're saying. Like I think that um, about getting your kids out of school or finding alternate education with a school that represents and stands for what you believe in. And I see that you are supporting on your website as well this, this September 20th uh, March that we are, you know going to be involved in. And we're heading to Ottawa. Um, so I'm not sure where, where you'll be in BC, maybe somewhere, but, um, this is a way and isn't it amazing? I'm, I'm really thrilled that all religious groups are actually coming together on one beautiful thing. And that is that we, we can stand together for the protection of children. We might have other disagreements. The Jews don't think that Jesus is the Messiah, Uh, The Muslims think Jesus is a prophet or, you know, maybe, maybe a Messiah. Some of them will even say, but you know, we have our differences in our ideological beliefs, but we can say we love our children and we do not want their identities compromised.
1: Yeah. I've, I've said that from day one, we need to unify, put all barriers down because this is about the future generation. If we don't save these kids, the future generations can be pretty bleak, right? There's not gonna be a carry on of families going from generation to generation because these kids are being sterilized with right. these hormones pre-blockers. Yes. So I will be speaking in Vancouver for the Million March for Children. Um, a wonderful thing that people can look up is um, myself and many organizations have developed A Parents' Rights Coalition of Canada, we've all come together, we've developed 12 principles. If people wanna look at that, and there are some forms that people can print out, hand to your teacher or principal when you pull your child out on March 20th. We found that if you give your principal and teacher a paper copy to say, this is why I'm pulling my child out from school on the 20th, because I do not accept, and I denounce the SOGI, the critical race theory, the gender, all of this on a paper form. So if people go to www.prcoc.ca um, that is developed Parents Rights Coalition of Canada that many organizations through Canada they're doing great work. We're all coming together in a common place to defend minors in education.
0: Okay, I think JT is able, okay, I, I think JT is able to get that uh, are you able to pu- push that forward? And also, yeah, while he's doing that, also, if you could just put up um, the flyer section. So on the website, Exposing Soji 123 I went to your flyer section and you've got some excellent resources there. Um, You, you, the definition, yeah.
1: PDFs that parents can print out, you know, if you don't want to have that conversation with other families because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not quite sure how they'll take it. You can print these out, you can hand them at school board meetings, PAC meetings, whatever. So there's these flyers that people can print out. Um, Also, Pierre has put templates on there that you can give to a trustee, a principal or teacher, uh, letters on how to address it, the laws that are being broken, the the protection of human rights and the children and so on and so on. He's put those templates together to make it very easy for parents to print off and hand them to their superintendent, trustee, whoever.
0: Yes, yes, this is wonderful. Um, and he shows the you know uh, what they say that they're doing uh, versus the reality of what's really going on. And so, um yeah, this are two is, separate things. When yeah.
1: parents are going onto their website to look at school curriculum. Um, they're making it sound that it's all great and everything's wonderful and it's rosy. Absolutely not. And that people also need to know with the UN global sustainable goals, the gender identity and that other gender stuff is in our schools now. And it has been, and it's part of the SOGI rollout. It's Very one of the sustainable, sustainable goal number three and sustainable goal number five
0: on women in equity. Very disturbing. And so, give us that other website one more time. JT's going to put it up here. It was um, W. Oh, there we go. No,
1: www.prcoc.ca. That's right. And it's the Parents' Rights Coalition of Canada. And all these wonderful organizations are coming together for the common core of uh, protecting young minors yes. and um, supporting families.
0: Okay. That is absolutely fabulous. Um, thank you for all Great. that you're doing. Thank you so Scott much. Scott Nugent is yeah. actually coming
1: to Windsor, Ontario to speak for the Million March for Children.
0: Amazing. And
1: uh, he'll be doing a pound hall meeting for families in Windsor, Ontario on September 21st.
0: Wonderful. So this isn't the end either, right, Ronnie? Like we're not just, you know, September 20th is going to be powerful. I hope that there is a million people across the country. Uh, You know, I was speaking with uh, my my Muslim friend, Kamal, who... Uh, Camille, sorry, I had already um, met him apparently um, in Ottawa before and we had had a discussion on Islam and Christianity and we had said to each other, listen, we need to have more dialogue. We need to find the things that that bring us together to make our, our country work and to remain free and powerful. And he agreed with that. And so, you know, we hadn't spoken in a long time and then all of a sudden he's the person that, you know, has really called for this... Uh, you know, this one million march. And it's so beautiful to see people like yourselves, those are, that are standing strong, all facet, facets of society, all religions, all multicultural, multi ethnic groups coming together to stand for our children. If not this issue, I don't know what else there is. We have got to bind together on this.
1: I agree 100%. Hand in hand, drop the
0: barriers. We
1: all have children and it's about protecting them so they don't have, so they can have a peaceful future, right? They don't have to deal with the stuff you and I are doing and having to deal with the last couple
0: of years. Right. I really love it. And I love the site that you've pointed out, everybody, once again, exposing exposingsoji123.com. All kinds of things there, resources, stuff that you can print out. You can take it to the teachers. You can uh, discuss with them what's going on. You can look at the books under the book sections. You can see book reviews um, and basically give um, give your school something to think about because we are not taking this any more at all. I appreciate you so much, Ronnie. Um, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. You're just amazing. And I hope to see you in person uh, really soon, somewhere in a powerful place where we're standing up for our families and for our children. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being able to be with you today. You're welcome. Take care, Ronnie. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, did you hear the passion? You know, I loved the passion. She is fighting for all her might. Like this is not, she had to give up her job. She couldn't stay in the Vancouver school board because she could not stomach what she was going to have to do in order to receive a paycheck from them. I'll tell you, heaven will show us a multitude of heroes that really stood up for what they believed in in this world. Um, There's one more thing I want to run down slowly because uh, on the video later you can um, look at it very slowly. And it's a list of other books. And I'm going to be sending this off to Pierre and Ronnie as well. I got a list of books from a group in, um, there we go, uh, a group in Manitoba. And so uh, I'm going to see if I can share this right now. And I don't know why, JT, you're shaking your head. Am I supposed to understand what that's about? What's happening? Oh, I know. I have to put it on. All right, you're just waiting for me to do the share. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. Here we go. I'm going to slowly scroll, scroll down books, and you can basically check this, I believe, in all of your schools. So, starts up here 47,000 beads. I cannot make this any bigger than it is. So, you might have to. There should be
1: plus and minus
0: at the top. Oh, yeah, I do see that. Okay. Oh, oh, look at that. Wow, aren't you the smart one? Mm -hmm. There is a reason that I married this man. He is just really brilliant, let me tell you. Okay, so does that look pretty good, JT? Yeah, Yeah, we can kind of really see that. I'm going to make it as big as I can. So here's the titles and the author. um, And I'm just going to go down. These are books that are disturbing. These are books that will uh, give you... Um, some pause to wonder what kind of crazies are running the place. But I think one of the most important things, and this I got from my friend Christine in Manitoba, and that is that, yes, we want these books um, removed, but more than anything, we need to figure out how any books like this got into our school system when we have a criminal, um, you know, we, we have the criminal code that says what you can and can't do show kids. And the violation is there. And when you're depicting graphic, sexual, violent acts in books, when you're depicting all kinds of nudity and, uh, you know, to little kids, what, what are you thinking? They don't need to see it. They don't. Why do you think we've got so many problems in our world when we're sexualizing, you know, all the kids? So I'll quickly go through this. This is the books. These are the concerns. You can go to your school and ask, and you know, two boys kissing, really? This is pure indoctrination. This is pure propagandizing right? You're not allowed to talk about Jesus, but you're allowed to talk about gay, gay sex. You know, it's just whoever you are, a baby book on love and gender, I think is probably what it says. Worm loves worm. You know, sex. Okay. All right. So there you go. Um, thank you very much. My website is Laureland.tv. I don't like talking about this and I don't like bringing this to you. We we are in grave danger. We have got crazy people who are promoting uh, nuttiness to, to the kids. We have to stand. That's all, that's all we can do. Now, I'm really happy to report that um, there are some positive things going on in the world. I know that there's a... Uh, CPC convention going on and for all my Conservative friends and obviously I have quite a few and you know they're really hoping to see some changes and some good things you know happening over there and um, we do pray for that because nothing's been very good so far. Uh, Nothing regarding the protection of children or you know passing this Bill C4, the Canadian Conservative Party of Canada in conjunction with the Liberals and the NDP. What were you all thinking? That needs to be repealed. I hope somebody's putting something forward to repeal repeal Bill C-4. You know, that would be terrific. Um, so, oh, brother, I'm not even in the right thing here. So anyways, I got some information that they, they did put forward. Um, so they're doing their big conservative convention where you put forward policies. Everybody votes on it. And they wanted a policy, I've heard this from two places now, where um, the... The, basically, if your local electoral district association—it's called an EDA—so every township has one. Everywhere that there is a member of parliament, you will have an EDA. That EDA generally is in charge of choosing one of the best people uh, who they think would make a great member of parliament and who they would like to support in being put forward uh, for the next election. If you know, if indeed you know someone is running in that. Uh, in that place. So um, they wanted to put forward a an important sort of, um, what do they call them? Conservative Party. It's like one of their mandates that if an electoral district association chooses a person, that head office cannot overrule it because that's what's happening. In the Conservative Party of Canada, the backroom boys, that big dark room where things are actually decided, it's not, it's not the members of parliament doing anything. They can't even talk. Uh, many of them are pro-life, they can't say a word, they're not allowed. Pierre Polyev won't let them, because if you want to save babies, that is just not a conservative party value. They're not going to do anything about that. If you want to talk about transitioning and all of that, well, now, so they struck that down, but I want to tell you some good news, in all fairness. I got this from uh, someone that's there. On a positive note, so let me just finish up on the other thing. So they've struck that down. The backroom boys will always be deciding who are the candidates that get to move forward. So if you have a very woke Conservative Party, that is because the backroom boys are only allowing in who they want. Now, that's what I found out in 2019 when I tried to run for the Conservative Party of Canada. But because I was against Soji, because I was against transgender indoctrination in schools, I was not allowed to run for the Conservative Party of Canada. So that's a problem. Well, nothing's changed in the convention because they will still be deciding at this time who gets to run and who gets iced out. They ice out uh, pro-life people. They ice out the gender the people that stand against gender indoctrination and it's a problem, but there's a whole bunch of fighters there. And so I hear this on a positive note. Um, no to surgical transitioning passed at 87% in breakout. Now it goes to the whole convention for voting. So surg- surgical transitioning, um, I, I'm assuming this is of minors, I think. Protecting female sports passed by 84%. So these are the constituents of the Conservative Party. Now it goes to the floor, and there's like, you know, probably a couple thousand people there, and they get to vote on if the entire Conservative Party is willing to stand for the protection of um, conservative votes. Um, Hello, brother. I'm just finishing my live. I'll I'll call you in just a few minutes. Thank you. Eighty-four um, vo- percent voted to protect um, no to euthanasia expansion. Passed by ninety-two percent. So that goes to the floor. Okay, we don't want euthanasia to get um, to expand. So, you know, everybody goes there now. I I was there um, at the convention in two thousand eighteen. And I participated in those backroom votes. And we, in the back room, um, got a, you know, we got a, enough percentage to vote that the issue of abortion would go to the floor to be voted on by the large mass majority of the membership of the Conservative Party of Canada. At that time, Andrew Scheer was the leader. So it was with great interest that I was there as a pro-lifer. So the vote came up on the floor, and I'll never forget it. It was a very ominous moment, a very telling moment, when Andrew Scheer, as a pro-life member of the Conservative Party of Canada, basically had Lisa Raitt get up on the stage, and right before we're doing the vote, to say that we'd like the Conservative Party of Canada to have a law. You know that we're one of the only countries in the world that doesn't have a law protecting the unborn. Why? Can we not bring ourselves up to civilized society? Can we not protect, you know, babies, late-term abortion, sex selection? Um, how, how about, you know, you got, you got three months to, to decide if you have, if you're going to have an abortion while the baby's little or, or let's just say one month before the baby starts moving and, you know, doing all these things. Um, can we not have any law, any law can, are are we just going to continue to allow a baby's life to be ended in the eighth or ninth month, which has happened. It happened this year, A, a very public one, not to mention the ones we don't ever hear about. I mean, that's a private transaction between a woman and her doctor. We don't hear about it out loud, but one one case became very public this last year of a late-term abortion disturbing. That baby could survive outside of the womb. Life was taken. So let me get back to when Andrew Scheer, pro-lifer, is head of the Conservative Party of Canada. We are all voting on if we could move forward that the Conservative Party of Canada would bring in a law to govern abortion to some measure. Lisa Rait, you remember her. Woke, not conservative. Just a real disaster for the Conservative Party of Canada. Just like Michelle Rempel-Garner or whatever her name is. Michelle, just a disaster. These are women who are disasters. For the Conservative Party. They've ushered in the transitioning nonsense, Conservative member Michelle Garner totally LGBTQ out there, totally bowing to the agenda, thinks children should be transitioned. She doesn't even have children of her own that I know of. And she has no problem with confusing kids with all of this nonsense sexual gender bending. So Lisa Raid gets up in front of the whole group, 2018, Halifax, I shall never forget it, in front of about 2,000, 3,000 people, and says, please everyone, before we do this vote, I'm asking you, please do not vote to put abortion on the the agenda uh, as, as one of our, what do you call them, one of our, you know, mandates for the Conservative Party because, here's what she says, because Andrew Shear, our leader, does not want us to. I'm like, but that's why I voted for Andrew Shear. That's why we all wanted Andrew Shear, was because Andrew Shear's pro-life. Now he doesn't want to do anything. He's he got the privilege from God to be able to to be given this responsibility and this beautiful honour to be the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and now he says, no. Remember at the time that the press was hounding him mercilessly about abortion. Uh, How easy would it have been for him to carry around a picture that showed a two-month-old baby in the womb, a three-month-old, a four-month-old, to show a baby at five months old and say, this here here's a life-size uh you know picture of uh an eight-month-old. Do you know that we can abort this baby that would live outside of the womb? In, in Canada, we can just abort this baby. I don't think that's civilized. And yeah, I don't support it. Big Harry. Are y'all psychopaths? You think it's okay to kill a baby? You know, why couldn't he be strong? Why couldn't he have had courage? Our Canada has been so cowardly. And because of this, because of this, we face judgment. Our children are being propagandized. Barely anyone has stood. Let's stand now. So September 20th, I hope you'll be there for that. My website is laurellyn.tv. Thank you for supporting this work. We really appreciate it. I speak strongly because I'm allowed to. One of the reasons that I get to speak what's on my heart and soul As someone just wrote me, uh, I think this morning or yesterday, I got your email and you said that you agree with almost everything I say and you and your wife appreciate uh, the fun and the jovility between JT and myself and what I have to say and you really appreciate me speaking the truth and you're largely in agreement and you wrote me about silver and gold. Um, Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do that. But one of the reasons that I can do this show and speak... Whatever I want as a Canadian, as a woman, as a Christian, is because you help us do it. You support us. You become monthly partners or you send a one-time gift. You do things like that on my website at lauralyn.tv. There's a donate button there. And when you push that button, it goes to an area which makes it super easy for you to use your credit card or um, other means, I believe to be able to say thank you for what you're doing and we support this because how many people are telling the truth and JT and I get up this is our job we take it very seriously we get up and we do one or two shows a day sometimes we can one because people can come in later and then you know we we put it in the can and we show it to it on a different day but generally we are live we're live right now I'm really sitting here right now and we do this because you make it possible. So if you are able to even send an e-transfer to Laura Lynn Live at protonmail.com, that means a lot to us. Uh, you can send a little or a lot. We appreciate it all. If you're able to, um, you know, if, if you want to just do one lump sum payment, that's fine. If you want to kind of do it like some of you just You know, quarterly, you you send us a check. It's wonderful. You also get an income tax receipt because my organization is here to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to spread the truth of the word of God, and to let people know that this Canada, it's not over by a long shot. We are standing for this nation. And so we also have a box number, box 48184. If you're able to um, send snail mail, and if that's your preference, a lot of people actually, yeah, they prefer that. I don't know. It's funny. And I always like getting that. It, it means a lot that you would help us. Um, I can't tell you how much it means that we get to rely in faith on the people who believe what we believe to support this work. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart we appreciate it so much. If you um, are into buying gold and silver, check out Steve Merrill, Sun City Silver. That's what JT and I do. We put a little bit away. doesn't have to be a lot, but I just think you need to be aware the things that we're covering right now um, are, you know, problematic with respect to what we have um, in our finances. It's, uh, very tough days. So I want to leave you with first, uh, first Thessalonians 5. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying peace and safety. Barely anyone saying peace and safety, so maybe it's not God's hour yet. I don't know. (laughs) Listen to this. It says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you brothers and sisters are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. See, I really like that. I don't want, I don't like surprises particularly. Like if my husband's planning something, I'm like, no, no, no. I, I just want to know, like, just, I don't like surprise. I just want to know right now. So God is saying that he's shown us and told us a lot of stuff. He has kind of laid out the plan. Where? In this word right here. My favorite, my pink Bible, leather. Spent bit fair bit of penny for that. I love my, my pink Bible. Now, if you're a dude, you want to probably get a black leather Bible or a brown one. But the Lord has laid out in this book some of the things that we're going to see that will let us know that his return is very close so that we're not going to be stunned, unaware, unprepared that the great evil has come and that the great glory of God is now, it's now time for him to come. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep. How many are asleep right now? Well, that's how it's gonna be in the last days that people will be asleep. They, they, they are not going to be aware that it is the hour. They are going to think that it will come like a thief in the night because they are asleep and completely not watching anymore or ever did. But let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night but since we belong to the day let us be sober putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet for god did not appoint us to suffer wrath but to receive salvation through our lord jesus christ so the lord is saying He does not want you to suffer the wrath of His judgment when He comes. He does not want you to be surprised when He shows up and to be unprepared, to be unrepentant, to be in your sleepy, drunken state. We have all of eternity whereby we will be paying for what we did in these short years. Think about this, that one day you're in heaven and you look back. What might you be saying you should have done more of? What might you be saying? I should have grasped something that this was a priority. I urge you, don't be asleep. Be sober minded as those in the day prepared. Do what you think you might one day say, I should have done that. Do it today. Hey, I hope to see you at Sean Foyt. Uh, He will be in Coquitlam on Sunday. Is it too late to get that up, JT? I know I'm kind of, there we go. Look at that. All right, this is where we're going to be Sunday in Coquitlam. Uh, Sean Foyt will be in Calgary um, tomorrow, Saturday, and I think he's in Ottawa today. So there you go. All right, have a great weekend. I love you guys. God bless. See you Monday. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support.